When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro. If you're asking yourself the question, what hard rock and metal podcast should I be listening to right now? Well, we've got the answer for you, and you've found it. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast. My name is Aaron Camaro, joined as always by my awesome friend and kick-ass co-host, Chris Sinzak. What's going on, brother? Doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty great, man. We had a lot of fun last week. I'm, oh, man, fresh blood. People just came out of the woodworks and loved those bands so much that we played last week. I love doing episodes like that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We got to do more of that. It was great to play music again. Yeah, I like that a lot. And so we're doing our thing, turning you on to new bands. You turned me on to a bunch, man. I, I'm really excited for the future of rock and roll with what we found last week. But sometimes we like to go back and bring up something that we haven't done in a little while, something that people really like. And so this week, it's the return of Beat the Geek. I hope you guys are excited for that. Chris is going to take on two different opponents today. We're going to see who can take down the geek, if anyone. Hmm. You feeling up to the challenge? Yeah, sure. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. Don't sound so enthused. I've just I, I've learned to be humble about it. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's good. So I guess before we get to the action, we got to take care of our business. And you guys know us. We're always looking and begging and pleading for somebody to leave us some podcast reviews. We work real hard on the show. We feel like we do a good job for you. So when we open up our little folder and we don't see there's any podcast reviews, it hurts us. But nobody's hurting today. That's right, because I've got two great ones right here. First one is an Apple Podcast review. Comes to us from right here in the good old United States of America. It's got all five stars on it, just the way I like it. And it's entitled, Oh Yeah. And it goes a little something like this. You guys rock. I feel like I'm sitting with two best friends talking music. I love the dedication to airing the show faithfully. You make Friday Night at Work more fun. Keep going. And that comes to us from Chrissy Salem. Like I said, right here in the States. That's awesome, man. Touching lives. Love it. Thanks so much. We always have a good time on Friday nights. We're going to be doing something like that again this weekend, or this Friday night, and next Friday night, and onward and onward. And we'll keep doing that for you because you guys seem to be digging it. And we know you love it because you give us the reviews for it. See how that works? Well, that's great because here comes another one. This is a Pod Chaser review. Look there, pink stars. One, two, three, four, five of them. Gotta love that. All right, this one comes to us from a good friend of ours. This is Rob Webb, and he says this. 
The joy you guys brought to the podcast world over the past year in particular has been immeasurable. I'm sure there were plenty of people in isolation that you helped just by being there on a weekly basis, lifting spirits and raising morale. Music is the great leveler that can be revered, beloved, and debated in equal measure. And listening to a couple of friends create such a warm, all-encompassing vibe surrounding our favorite subject is an absolute treat. So thank you very much, Chris and Aaron. Consider this a five-plus star review. I'm 10 years in and loving every minute of it. Take care and stay safe. Wow. That one's going in the Podcast Review Hall of Fame. Yeah. That's, uh, we need to start one because that's fantastic. Yeah, that really warms my heart reading that. I, I appreciate that, Rob. And, and just hearing from you guys means a lot to us. It's not just an ego stroke, although that is part of it. But it is nice. To, but it's <laughs> nice to know that you know that we're making a difference with some people, and we're you know keeping you company during some hard times because you guys do the same for us as listeners. So we appreciate it. You know, it's just like the hottest band in the land always says. You know, they're trying to make the band that they always wanted to see. We're just out here making the podcast that we think we would enjoy listening to, you know. So it's really nice to know that there's people out there just like us that enjoy what we're doing as much as we're enjoying doing it. Yep. And uh, our other favorite people, the Geeks of the Week, these are the people that shared on Facebook and retweeted on Twitter. The last episode we did, the uh, Fresh Blood episode. I feel good about that, man. We got a lot of great response to a lot of the awesome bands we played. Yeah, I, w- I want to do more of that because, like, you know, yeah, it's fun to spend a deep track from L.A. Guns, but it's, it's it's even more satisfying to turn people on to new bands. Yes. So Geeks of the Week this week are Adam Cox, Pantheon Podcast, Kevin Williams, The Bakery Podcast, Aaron Baker, John Phillips, Kevin Williams, Ke- Keith Rockford, Joseph Capone, Rob Webb, The Rock and Metal Profs Podcast, Jay Shabluski, Jay Hargett. Simon Cat, David Glenn, Jeffrey Mendenhall, Mike Parnell, Sit and Spin with Joe, Mark Alden Taylor, Mark and Jerry BS Sessions, Wayne Cross, Decibel Geek TV, Good Old Rock and Ron Runyon, Anxiety Descending, Eladio, The Rock Spectrum, The Plug Podcast, and as always, The, the Mooger Fooger. <laughs> Nailed that one. I'm leaving it that way, too. <laughs> it sounded good to me. <laughs> We'll see how that comes back in the final edit. (laughs) Oh, man. So let's get everything out of the way so we can get to the contest today. We're going to tell you about Rockin' Pod real quick. That's coming up on August 6th through the 8th right here in Nashville, Tennessee at the Hilton Hotel. You want to check out the information on it, just go to rockandpod.com and you're going to find everything. You're going to find a list of guests that are coming. Everyone from Jason Beeler from Saigon Kick to Anthony Quarter from Tora Tora to Billy Sheehan from, well, yes. he's Billy Sheehan. He's yes. been in a bunch of stuff and it all rocks because he's Billy Sheehan. He's going to be there. Jeez, uh, who else? Paul Taylor from Winger. Mm-hmm. Um, help me, Chris. Who else? Uh, our good friend Drew Fortier, Ron Keel. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ron Keel. Duh. Yeah. yeah. Walter Walter Egan, and then uh, of course the the three comedians that are coming: Courtney Courtney yes. Cronin Dole, Don Jameson from that metal show, and Craig Gass. Uh, you know, and, we, and I've got some more from some more announcements coming up very very soon that I think are going to excite some people. Right on. That's very cool. And I've been seeing on the Facebook a lot of the announcements coming up for all the different podcasts that are going to be there. And I'm excited because this year, more than any other year, I'm seeing a lot of podcasts that I don't recognize, ones that aren't in my realm yet. 
because yeah. now that I see them that they're registering for Rockin' Pod, I know that's the kind of podcast I want to check out. So I'm going to start checking out some of these podcasts for the first time because we got more new ones than ever showing up oh, at yeah. Rockin' Pod to be a part of it, which is I think that's really cool. It shows the growth of podcasting and rock music podcasting in general so much over the years also uh quite a few like internet radio streaming shows are coming this year which is uh it's really becoming a thing again and i think part of that is because of the copyright battle that podcasts have to deal with like us you know uh, if you get a, a internet streaming license you can play the music so it's it's kind of becoming more in vogue to have some streaming shows now yeah makes so, yeah, sense we have a ton of a ton of new arrivals this year so we got some really cool vinyl vendors and we've got some I'll be announcing more of the vendors and exhibitors, uh, but yeah, we're mixing it up a lot more this year. I, we, I've never seen so much excitement for Rock and Pot as we have this year. It's been great. Very cool, man. I love it. I can't wait for that. Once again, August 6th through the 8th, Nashville, Tennessee. Everything you need to know, including getting your hotel discounts where you can be a part of the rock block with the rest of us that are staying in the hotel so we all stick together. We can have breakfast together. We can have late night drinks together. We can hang out together all day at Rockin' Pod. We can hang out at the show the night before. We can hang out at the awesome thing that I got to imagine is going to be happening the day after. There's so much cool stuff going on. We want you to be a close close in part of it with us get in there nice and tight squeeze it in everybody and be a part of the rock block by getting yourself a hotel room in with us and take advantage of that discount at rockandpod.com do it anything else no i think we're ready to play some games all right check out decibel geek tv over on the youtube check out facebook we got a page on there we've got a group called the decibel geek community you can get in on uh we're part of pantheon podcast we love that um yeah i'm ready to play some games so people love this and we haven't Mm -hmm. done it for a long time so i thought what a great thing to do this week let's bring it back it's the return of beat the geek so what i did is i went out and found two worthy opponents for you chris sinzak and you're gonna face one and then you're gonna face the other and these guys are good they know their stuff longtime podcasters and longtime friends of both of ours so are you ready for me to introduce you to your very first opponent yeah, bring him on. I'm not worried. He's a longtime friend of ours. He's been on the show more than once that I can think of. At least the one time. it was uh, We did the uh, Australian rock bands, and that's still one of my favorite episodes. Talking about from growing up rock, our friend, Stephen Michael. Welcome to Beat the Geek. What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me for a change. It's not a Hollywood poonie, so that's a nice change. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. See, when when we decided we were going to do this, I had to come up with two opponents for Chris, and my reaction was, okay, who haven't I talked to in a long time that I really miss a lot? And you were number two. <laughs> well, it's better than being number three. That's right, and that's because yeah. Sonny Pooney wasn't available. Exactly. That's about <laughs> par for the course. <laughs> that is the story of my life. Well, and I made it clear to Aaron that you don't get any Van Halen questions, but we'll see if well, you, you don't to get me any Thin Lizzy or Kiss questions. So it's all right. Oh, you're getting Kiss questions. <laughs> oh, jeez, <laughs> bring them on. Oh shit! One thing I gotta grab me a piece. It's been a long time since we've done this. I haven't got a piece of paper and a pen to keep score. Yes. Super professional setup. That's what that is for. I'm ripping open a cardboard box to be able to. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) 
Okay. Ten years later, and we're still That's having magic. <laughs> Podcast okay. ain't perfect. All right, so I've got my scorecard. I'm ready to rock. It's now time for the greatest game show in rock and roll history. It's time for Beat the Geek. You guys know the rules? Or maybe you don't. It's been a long time. Let's see if I remember. Um, I'm going to ask a question of each person participating. Chris is the geek, so he gets to go first. I'm going to read the question. I'm going to read the question. And give four choices. But before I give those four choices, I'm going to ask Chris's opponent, Stephen, if he thinks Chris knows the answer or if he wants to bet against him. Stephen will choose. He'll say, well, he probably knows that. Or he'll say, nah, there ain't no way. I'm going to bet against him. So then I'll go back to Chris. I'll give him the four choices. He'll make his decision. If he's right and he was bet against, he'll get two points. If he's correct and he was not bet against, he'll get one point. However, if Steven bet against him and Chris gets it wrong, then Steven gets the point. Pretty easy, right? Not too hard. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure I'll keep up with all that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good thing I'm the host, the judge, and the scorekeeper. You just relax and concentrate on the questions. So here's the first one, and it goes to the geek. Which was the first Aerosmith album to reach number one on the U.S. Billboard album charts? So now, Stephen, i got to ask you, to Aerosmith, do you think Chris knows the answer? Or do you want to bet against him? Chris is going to be guessing at this at best, but he knows his Aerosmith pretty well, so let's see if he guesses right. Was that a, <laughs> was that an insult or a compliment? <laughs> it's uh, both, actually, I guess, the way you look at it. I don't think you're going to know the answer. I think you're going to be guessing the same as me, but uh, I think you know your Aerosmith, so let's see if you guess right. I'm not going to bet against you on this. Okay, Chris, you are not being bet against. Steven thinks you probably are going to get it. Choice are... Permanent vacation, draw the line, pump, or get a grip. The first one they had number one on the billboard charts? Yes, in their whole career. I'm going to say, as well as I think a lot of their 70s stuff did, and permanent vacation did good, but it was kind of their real big comeback, I'm going to say get a grip. That is correct. Boom. Nice. Yep. Number one, the first one ever for Aerosmith. I can't believe it. Out of all those great albums over the years, they finally get to number one with Get a Grip, which is, eh, it's all right, I guess. So, Chris, you were not bet against, but you got it right. You get a point. Brings you up one nothing. Good way to start the return of Beat the Geek. All right, next question. This one goes to you, Steven. Legendary drummer Greg Bissonette's 2000 album Submarine features guest appearances from some of the greatest guitarists in rock. All of the following, except... You got four names. Three of them belong. One does not. Chris, do you think Steven's going to figure it out? Well, Greg's tied to David Lee Roth, and David Lee Roth is tied to Van Halen, so I'm thinking he probably knows this, (laughs) so I'm going to not bet against him. Three degrees of Van Halen makes Chris not want to bet against you. So, your choices are, he had a bunch of rock guitarists on this album. 
A lot of them were awesome. These are four, but one of them doesn't belong. Steve Vai, George Lynch, Steve Stevens, Richie Kotzen. Which of these ones does not belong? First of all, Greg Bissonette solo album. Did he actually have a solo album? How the hell am I supposed <laughs> to get this? Good Lord, people. <laughs> He's had several solo albums, I'll have you know. And by the way, out of David Lee Roth's solo band, you give me Greg Bissonette? Really? <laughs> Couldn't be talking about Sheehan or Vi. You had to talk about Greg Bissonette. Hey. Hey, he, he could have given you Brett Tuggle's solo album. I was album. thinking the same thing. At uh, least we know who Brett Tuggle is. Good Lord. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So one of them doesn't belong. Give me the four again. Steve Vai, George Lynch, Steve Stevens, Richie Kotzen. That's really tough, man. All those guys seem like they would do. I mean, dang, George Lynch plays with every freaking buddy. I'm going to guess, out of all those, I got two guesses. Both of them are wrong. I don't know. I'm going to guess George Lynch. That is correct. God, dang. Good, good, good Steve Vice, Steve Stevens, Richie Kotzen, and even Joe Satriani are on that album. So, I need to check you that got out. it right. You were not bet against, but you get the point. Very good. Good start, guys. That was pure guesswork, I'll assure you, because let me just tell you, George Lynch plays with everybody. Right, yep, but not on that one. You found the you found the one record you <laughs> didn't right. play on. <laughs> There's an album George Lynch didn't play on. I was like, well, that's a trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't know if there's ever been a Beat the Geek where both contestants come out firing and get the first two correct. This is awesome so far. And as we know, you know, Beat the Geek really is kind of a guessing game. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So next question goes back to Chris. Famous producer Bruce Fairbairn is known for his successful work with Aerosmith, ACDC, Bon Jovi, Poison, and countless others. At the time of his passing in 1999, he was almost finished producing an album by this band. So, Stephen, Chris knows a whole lot about rock and roll. Do you think he knows the answer to this, or do you want to bet against him? I do think he knows the answer to this, and I wish I did, because I know that I've heard this before, and I can't remember what the answer is. But go for it. All right, you're not being bet against. Your choices are these. The Black Crows, L.A. Guns, Leonard Skinnerd, or Yes? I'm almost positive it was Yes. Yes, that is correct. Yes, awesome. And that was not what I was thinking. So, no. What did you think I, it was? I, I don't know. I can't remember, but that didn't ring any bells with me. Yeah, the album was called The Ladder, and they were actually in the mixing phase of it, so the album was able to be released, but he passed away before its completion. Man, he did a lot of albums I really like a yeah, lot. Yeah, he did. A lot of stuff. And he did the worst and the worst <laughs> Kiss album ever made. <laughs> yep, that's too bad about that one. That's why I didn't list them when I was reading down his accolades, and, well, don't bring up Kiss in this case. Well, it wasn't his fault. The production sounded great. It's just too bad the song sucked. 
<laughs> All right. This question now goes back to Stephen. We're off to a good start here. Not a question missed. Let's see if we can keep it going. I love this question. This might be my favorite one. All of the following statements about ministry founder Al Jorgensen are true, except I'm going to list four things. Three of them are true. One of them is made up. And Stephen's got to figure out which one is bullshit. Chris, do you think he knows it, or do you want to bet against him? I'm going to bet against him on this one. Now the stakes have risen. Extra point is on the line. Stephen, your choices are this. He dated Sean Zolt from White Zombie. He beat up R. Kelly. He got kicked out of the Grammys for heckling Beyonce. He stole drugs from Nikki Six. One of these things is made up. Which one is it? <laughs> Al Jorgensen. That's an interesting character. I don't I don't know a ton about ministry or Al, uh, but I know uh just enough to be dangerous. And wow, that's some I, I guarantee you that he probably stole drugs from Nikki Six. So that one's probably true. Dated Sean Zoltz, okay. Beat up R. Kelly and the heckling of Beyonce. I'm going to narrow it down to those two. One of those things. I'm betting, I'm looking for one thing that's not true, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, shit, I don't know. Beat up R. Kelly. No, actually, Al Jorgensen beat up R. Kelly one time. <laughs> Did he try to piss on him? That's why. <laughs> you know, it's funny. R. Kelly is known for pissing on things. And from what I read is that the only reason he gave is because, one, R. Kelly freaked out his daughter, and two, R. Kelly pissed on his piano. <laughs> Dang. So which one wasn't? This which one real. wasn't true? He did date Sean Zolt from White Zombie. After years of being nominated and never going to the Grammys, one year he decides he's going to go. And when he sees Beyonce and Rascal Flatts sitting near him, he can't help but give them shit until they kick him out. But he never stole drugs from Nikki Six. Damn it. So you got it wrong, and Chris bet against you. So Chris gets the point. All right. Yeah, betting against you can come in handy sometimes. That's a pretty good question, though, huh? It makes you want to go read Al Jorgensen's book. <laughs> so that brings the score up 3-1. to one. Chris is in the lead, and the question is his. In 1985, this artist had two different videos nominated for MTV's Video of the Year, but still lost to Don Henley's The Boys of Summer. Steven... Do you think he knows who this person is, or do you want to bet against him? I'm going to not bet against him. All right, Chris, you're not being bet against. Man, I got two videos up for nomination. Surely I'm going to win, right? Was it Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen, David Lee Roth, or Glenn Fry? It was 1985. 1985. I'm going to say Bruce Springsteen. That is incorrect. Ah. Steven, 
Do you know who it is? Just for shits and giggles. I'm gonna say uh, Bruce Springsteen would have my get would have been my really? guess, but uh, I'm gonna say um, not uh, Glenn Fry. What were the other two? Uh, Tom Petty. Tom Petty. For shame, for shame on both of you. California girls, just a gigolo. I ain't got nobody. Uh, We're both nominated, but he still lost. Diamond Dave. Wow. Wow. Points awarded. You should lose points. All right. Okay. (laughs) I'm just kidding. All right. Next. I'm just. Bruce had two big videos that year, too. Yeah, all them guys had big videos in 1985. All right. Next question goes back to Steven. Courtney Love did heroin for the very first time in her whole entire life at whose house? She was at somebody's house pretty well known. It was the first time she ever did heroin. Chris, do you think Steven knows where this occurred, or do you want to bet against him? I'm going to say he knows this one. All right, Steven, you're not being bet against. Courtney Love, she did heroin for the very first time at whose house? Was it C.C. DeVille, Charlie Sheen, Johnny Depp or Lane Staley? I'm going to go Lane Staley. That is incorrect. The first time she ever did heroin was with Charlie Sheen. What a shocker. Right, yeah, I know. <laughs> where are all the all all I want to know is where are all the hair metal questions? <laughs> Well, when I ask things about David Lee Roth, nobody wants to answer correctly. So, you know, <laughs> what, what do you point. want me to do? <laughs> All right, let's take it back to Chris. Yeah, you're right. Let's go back to 1987. It's a battle of 87. Which of the following four albums charted the highest on the U.S. Billboard album charts in 1987? Steven, I'm going to list four albums. Chris is going to tell me which one reached the highest heights in 1987. Do you think he's going to get it, or do you want to bet against him? I'm going to bet against him. Ooh. All right. Stakes are high. Battle of 87, who went the highest? Was it White Snake, self-titled, Motley Crue, Girls, 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 Def Leppard, Hysteria, or Pink Floyd, A Momentary Lapse of Reason? It's either between Def Leppard or Pink Floyd. It's got to be. Um... I'll say Def Leppard. That is correct. Damn it. That would have been my guess as well. And these were all top albums. White Snake and Motley Crue both peak out at number two. Pink Floyd hits number three. But Hysteria was the only one of the bunch to go to number one. That was huge. So Chris got it correct. And he's bet against. So he gets <laughs> two points, man. He's What's pulling the away. The score is five to one. Ooh. Five to one. He's killing me. If you know anything about Beat the Geek, you know that things can turn around very quickly in the KISS round. Yeah, right now, double the points. Yeah, the KISS round, double the points with the KISS expert on. You better start <laughs> throwing me some softballs, Camaro. <laughs> I love you, Steven. Can't do it, man. The KISS questions I've been trained to make extra hard. So here's your kiss round question. All right. In the official music video for Turn On The Night, Gene Simmons is wearing a T-shirt with what animal on the front? Chris, it's the kiss round. It's double the points. That's a crazy random question. But do you think he knows the answer? Do you want to bet against him? 
I'll tell you what, I'm a kiss expert, and I don't even know this one. Um, I, I, I'm not going to bet against him because for some reason I have a feeling he's going guess right to guess right on this one. Wow. I actually actually found a kiss question that would have stumped Chris. I didn't even know he had an animal on his shirt. <laughs> You're not being bet against. Your choices are a wolf, a dragon, an eagle, or a tiger. Oh, I know it now. Never mind. and for your question chris what's ace's last name (laughs) god damn it Uh, i don't i have no clue i can't even tell you the last time i saw that stupid video i'm gonna guess uh wolf dragon eagle tiger a wolf Oh, it's an eagle. That's Chris is right. You did. You said you didn't know. <laughs> Once you set off the names, I remembered the eagle okay. trick that he had. All right. Well, yeah. Chris knew it after all, but you didn't. But he didn't bet against you in the kiss round. What could have <laughs> yeah. been four big points is zero for nobody. Oh, and and Stephen Ace's last name is Fraley. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Hey, quit spoiling the upcoming questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But no, seriously, I figured if I was going to give Steven a crazy-ass question like that, you would deserve one, too. So, in the official music video for Hide Your Heart, Paul Stanley is wearing a t-shirt featuring this famous person. Steven, it's the kiss round. Chris knows everything, I guess, you know. But you've only got one point, and he's got five. Do you want to bet against him? Sure, because I got nothing to lose. (laughs) You got got nothing to lose. All right, Chris, here are your choices for Paul Stanley's T-shirt. Is it Steve McQueen, John Lennon, Elvis Presley, or Marilyn Monroe? It's Marilyn Monroe. That is incorrect. Oh, shit. Who is it? Elvis Presley. Oh. The king. I got it wrong. So you got it wrong. <laughs> All right, so coming out of the kiss round, the score is now 5-3. to three. Steven brings it back. You got to love that. Only two questions remain, and this one goes to you, Stephen. And it's a Facebook popularity contest. According to Facebook page <laughs> likes, which of these iconic lead singers is the most popular? I'm going to list four lead singers. Everybody knows who they are. Everybody loves them. They're real popular, but which one's the most popular? Chris, do you think he'll figure it out, or do you want to bet against him? I'm playing it safe. All right, Stephen, you're not being bet against. Who's the most popular on Facebook? Is it Brett Michaels, Sebastian Bach, Mike Patton, or D. Snyder? <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'm definitely going to say that it's not Mike Patton. <laughs> that would be awful. Um oh god i'm gonna say i'm gonna say brett mike brett michaels is the most popular that is correct wow brett michaels got 1.7 million likes sebastian box got about 918,000 mike Patton 895,000 d snyder 495,000 yep brett michaels most popular you weren't bet against, but you got it right, so you got a point, and now the game is in within one, and we're down to this final question, and it goes to Chris with the game on the line. Bon Jovi 
was sure popular in the 80s. All the following songs hit number one on the U.S. Billboard singles charts, except... So I'm going to list four songs. Three of them went to number one. One of them did not. Steven, you know this guy loves his Bon Jovi, but do you think he knows the answer to this question? Or do you want to bet against him? You pretty much got to it. I have to bet against him to even have a chance. He's got to bet against you for a chance to end in a tie, which would be cool. I like those. I don't mind ties at all in this game. Chris, your choices are living on a prayer. You give love a bad name. Wanted dead or alive, and I'll be there for you. I'll say you give love a bad name. That is incorrect. Ooh. That's right. Living what? on a Prayer goes to number one. I'll Be There For You goes to number one. You Give Love a Bad Name was a number one hit single. Also, Bad Medicine, if you want to count that. Wanted Dead or Alive was not number one. That surprises me. I did not know. I figured that was a number one. That's surprising. By Bon Jovi standards, yeah, it was a hit. It was a loser. Wow. So we tied. That was a good comeback, Stephen. Thanks. That was, uh, there's no tie in baseball, but that's all right. Well, it's not baseball. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> this just means you have to, that just means you have to come back on for a rematch sometime. Fellas, I appreciate it. Fun as always. Awesome. For sure. Good to catch up Thanks, with you. Thanks, guys. Good catching up with you as well. Good. Nice job, man. All right. Here we are back for round two of Beat the Geek. We're doubling it up this week, having a good time with it, bringing it back. You guys love it. We've already had one matchup that ended in a tie, which was great, man. What a classic that was. But we've got a new challenger for the geek. This is a man, he really needs no introduction, but I'm still going to tell you who he is. He's one of the longest-lasting podcasters out there. He's the man known as the podfather of rock podcasting. He is the host of about 187 different podcasts, and we love him for each and every single one of them. The one and only, you know him, you love him, the podfather, Ken Mills. Welcome to Beat the Geek. A round of applause from myself for myself. Thank you for having me. Thank you for remembering me. It's there. Hey, all right. There we go. There we go. That's that's it. Now all we need is like the match game or da 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 that kind of a thing. There you go. Oh yeah, we got that. <laughs> Just so you're familiar, Ken, how we play this. All right. I've got 11 trivia questions because this is the game show that rocks more than the rest, and it goes to 11. I'm going to start out with a question for the geek. He always starts. It'll go to Chris. I'll ask the question, and when I'm done, I'm going to give you a chance to bet against him or let him slide if you think he's going to get it. If you bet against him, he gets it wrong, you get the point. If you bet against him, he gets it right, he gets two points. All right. if, if you don't bet against him, he gets it right, he still gets a point. So, let's start the game. Here we go. First question goes to the geek. After the original demise of Tesla, guitarist Tommy Skio, and rockin' pod guest Tommy Skio, guitarist Tommy Skio 
and another member of the band formed the band Bar 7. Which of his Tesla bandmates joined Tommy in this new venture? So the band breaks up, but two of the guys go and start another band together. Mm. Ken, do you think he knows who Tommy Skeo brought with him, or do you want to bet against him? I think that he's going to know this one. All right, Chris, you're not being bet against. Who joined Tommy Skeo in Bar 7? Was it drummer Troy Lucetta, vocalist Jeff Keith, bass player Brian Wheat, or guitarist Frank Hannon? This is confusing for me, because I know, because like Sofa King had Jeff Keith in it. Was it Frank Hannon? That is incorrect. You were you're actually on the right track because Sofa King was the original name of Bar Seven. So it was Jeff Keith. So Sofa King kind of became Bar Seven, which was then their main name. But yep, it was Jeff Keith and Tommy Skeo that stuck it out together after Tesla broke up. You got it wrong, but you weren't bet against. Zero points awarded. Mm. The next question goes to the Podfather. <gasps> Before the passing of Tom Petty in October of 2017. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers played their final show at the Hollywood Bowl. What was the last song that Tom Petty ever performed in concert? Chris, I'm going to give them four choices, four different Tom Petty songs. We're figuring out which was the very last song Tom Petty ever played live. Do you think Ken knows the answer, or do you want to bet against him? I'm going to be bold. I'm going to bet against him this time. All right, Ken. He missed the first question. He's hungry for points. He's betting against you. Your choices are American Girl, I Won't Back Down, Learning to Fly, or Don't Do Me Like That. So out of those four choices, because I would have thought that he might have went with the birds, so you want to be a rock and roll star, because he always loved that song. It's a good song. So give me those again real quick. American Girl. I won't back down. Learning to fly. Don't do me like that. All right. It's it's either going to be between American Girl or the second one. What what was the second one? I won't back down. I won't down. back down. I would say I won't back down would sum up his career. On the other hand, he might not have a career for, for American Girl, right? So we're going to flip the coin of destiny. Here we go. Just pick one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is... It is the second of those two, not American Girl, but I won't back down. That is incorrect. You should have went, went with your inner feelings. The answer is American Girl. Last song, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers ever performed live. Now, Chris did bet against you on that one, so he gets your point. <gasps> Yay. Scores one to nothing. I feel violated. Just wait. <laughs> Hot. Iron Butterfly is known for being one of the biggest one-hit wonders in hard rock history for their 1968 hit song, In Agata De Vida. But who was the lead singer of Iron Butterfly? So they're well known for the one song, but does Chris know anything about the band? What do you think, Ken? You want to bet against him, or do you think he knows? He may know something about the band, but he doesn't know the lead singer all right chris and, and i'm going to say this that before covid started they were playing in agata david and that song so long and they're still waiting to finish it that's a long song <laughs> long times all right chris you are being bet against your choices are rod evans tim bogert eric ban or dickie peterson 
Who is the lead singer of Iron Butterfly? Eric Ban. That is correct. Wow, total guess. <gasps> yeah. Dickie Peterson was from Blue Cheer. Tim Bogert from Vanilla Fudge. Rod Evans was the original singer of Deep Purple. Eric Bran, we learned something today, was the lead singer of Iron Butterfly. You got it right, and you were bet against. So, two for Chris. Two for Chris, bringing the score up three to nothing. All right. All right, next question goes to Ken. We got a little ways to go. This can turn around anytime. Mm-hmm. This legendary guitarist is personally responsible for recommending and introducing Jimi Hendrix to the right people who would end up turning him into a megastar. Chris, without this guy, who knows if we'd even ever talk about Jimi Hendrix, but he made it happen. Do you think Ken knows who it is, or do you want to bet against him? I think he knows this one. All right, he's playing it safe. He's not betting against you. Who helped out Jimi Hendrix so much? Was it George Harrison, Michael Nesmith, Keith Richards, or Chuck Berry? I'm ready to log my answer, and I'm going to say it's Chuck Berry. That is incorrect. Correct. It's Keith Richards, then. That is correct. But it's too late. That was the You don't get the point. Yeah, I know. Well, Chris didn't bet against you. No points awarded. Oh, I can't get a break. Well, keep trying. <laughs> I didn't bet trying. against but, you. That's a break. <laughs> but I do come with my own sound effects. So, you know, <laughs> beep, boop, beep. So there you go. Next question goes back to Chris. Aerosmith, Ozzy Osbourne, Cheap Trick, Journey, and Tora Tora have all collaborated with this Nashville-based acclaimed songwriter. Ken, do you think he knows who it is, or do you want to bet against him? I'm going to say he knows who it is. All right, Chris, you're not being bet against, and your choices are Taylor Rhodes, Desmond Child, Marty Fredrickson, or Jeffrey Steele, who worked with all those guys and even Tora Tora. I believe it's Taylor Rhodes. That is correct. Yep. Point goes to Chris. All those guys, Nashville acclaimed songwriters, but that Taylor Rhodes does a lot of stuff with a lot of people. Yeah, I want to interview him sometime. That's what I was thinking when I found that trivia question. Who is this guy? Is he around here? We should be talking to him. Yeah, he's like a song doctor. Right on. All right, Ken. They call him Dr. Song. (laughs) They do. I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, Ken. Next question goes back to you. Mm -hmm. In 1997... Brian Johnson made a rare appearance outside of ACDC by providing vocals on a song for this band. Chris, do you think he knows what ACDC singer Brian Johnson was up to in 97, or do you want to bet against him? Yeah, let's make it interesting. I'll bet against him. All right, Ken, you are being bet against. Desperate need of points here. In 97, Brian Johnson appears with this band, and it's your, and your choices are... Overkill, Slaughter, Guar, or Jackal? Hmm. Guar would seem like that would be the guess, because that's out there. But I'm going to go with Jackal. That is correct. Brian Johnson Ah. appears on the song Locked and Loaded on the 1997 album Cut the Crap. Now, and when he was reached for comment about it, he said, 
So there you go. Got you some points, <laughs> though. You were bet against. That gives you two. So you're bringing it back. Two to four. Not bad. We got a game here, folks. All right. Next question goes back to Chris. And it's a battle of 1972. Which of the following albums charted the highest on the U.S. Billboard album charts of 1972? Ken, I'm going to give him four albums. He's going to tell me which one reached the highest heights of 1972. Do you think he knows what it is, or do you want to bet against him? Hmm. I'm I'm going to bet against. I am going to bet against Chris. This is Ken's chance to bring himself one step closer to creeping back into this game a little bit more. But you got to figure out which one of these four albums was the best on the charts in 1972. Was it ZZ Top, Rio Grande Mud, Alice Cooper, School's Out, Black Sabbath, Volume 4, or Pink Floyd, Obscured by Clouds? Ah. Uh. That's a total guess. I'd say Alice Cooper School's Out. That is correct. Wow. School's Out reached number two on the charts. Black Sabbath, second closest at 13. Pink Floyd reached 46. And ZZ Top didn't even crack the top 100, but they were at 104. So Chris got it right, and he was bet against. So that's two points for Chris. Pulls him out even further in the lead. Score is now 6-2. to two. Ooh. However, as we found just the very last time that we played this game, a lot can change when it comes to the kiss round. That's right. Uh Time for the kiss round. Double the points. First question goes to the man who hosts a kiss podcast. (laughs) No pressure. No pressure. Mm -hmm. And the question is this for Ken. What got set on fire during an explosive moment during the video for Reason to Live? Chris, you know, like I said, it, it's Ken Mills. He's the podfather. He's, he's been talking about Kiss for as long as a lot of the listeners have been alive. But do you think he knows the answer to this, or do you want to bet against him? I'm playing it safe. I'm not betting against him. He's not betting against you, Ken, but you got two points on the line if you get it right. What gets blown up in the Reason to Live video? Is it an airplane, an abandoned building, a sports car, or an army tank? <laughs> it's supposed to be a sports car, but it was really a model. Yeah, well, that's judges. We'll accept that. That is correct. It's only and, a model. I actually worked with the woman really? who set it on fire. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, Eloise Brody, who was married to Jean-Paul Mitchell, Yeah, uh, Paul Mitchell hair care products. He later wound up – he they, they later wound up getting married, and she was the model in that video that set Paul's car on fire along with his heart. <laughs> Questions that I think, girl, well, these are impossible. Nobody's going to get them. Oh, I used to work with the lady that set it on fire. <laughs> We never discussed it. Really? Really? Oh, man. <laughs> wow. My, uh, my, that have been the first my thing. pubescent youth uh, appreciated her very much in those days. I'll just leave mm-hmm. it at that. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, kiss round, very important. Even though you weren't bet against, getting that right scores you two points. Now, you're keeping this still pretty tight. Score is six to four. And now it's on to Chris's question in the kiss round. Uh-huh. You can tell I've been watching a lot of kiss music videos this week. <laughs> That's cool. The music video for the song Unholy mostly features the band rocking hard, but intermittently it cuts to scenes of this. Ken, I mean, it's Chris Sinzak. You know, what doesn't he know about Kiss? But it is the Kiss round are behind and could definitely use the points. Do you want to bet against him or do you want to play it safe? He's going to know. <laughs> I know that much. Yeah. Because Chris, Chris is unholy. <laughs> I am the incubus. <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't recommend betting against the unholy one in the Kiss round, so Chris, your choices are this. Is it scenes of cattle being led to slaughter, clips from 50s horror movies, children playing, or World War II footage? It's children playing. That is correct. And in the kiss round, a correct answer is worth two points. Chris pulls it way ahead. Now the score is eight to four. Oh, boy. Two questions left. We're going to play it out for fun, if for nothing else. The next question goes back to Ken. Uh-huh. Stephen Edward Durin. He's better known as this. He's a well-known guy in the world of rock and roll, but not as Stephen Edward Durin. Chris, do you think Ken knows who this is? I think he, I think he knows who this is. All right, Ken, you're not being bet against. Is Stephen Edward Durin, is that Ricky Rocket? Mick Mars, Izzy Stradlin, or Blackie Lawless? I believe that's Mick Mars. That is incorrect. Oh. I think Mick Mars is Bob Deal. Bob Deal. Bob then Deal. it's Blackie Lawless. That is, it is Blackie, yeah, Lawless. Blackie Lawless. That was my... Uh, no points awarded. So close, but yet nowhere near close. <laughs> <laughs> One more question. Let's do this. Let's 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 slam it really home. Here we go. Last one goes <laughs> to the go. geek, the reigning champion. After the demise of the band Brother Kane in 1998, members Damon Johnson and Roman Glick would go on to form this band. Ken, you might as well bet against him. I mean, he ain't got nothing to lose. I'm going to bet against him because, as you say, we've got we've got we've got nothing to lose. But I doubt that the guys that were actually in that band even know the answer. To this Maybe, <laughs> but uh, Chris Sinzak's probably got a pretty good chance of knowing it. <laughs> All right, Damon Johnson, sure Roman Glick, Brother Kane's done. They're going to go form this band. Is it Iced Earth, Moonspell, Slave to the System, or Stradivarius? I think it was Slave to the System, wasn't it? That is correct. Nice. That is correct. And with that brings the final score. The geek reigns supreme over the Podfather, 10 to 4. And you know, Chris, not only are you the geek of the week right here, but you are also a powerful and attractive man. Thank you very much, not Gene. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good to do this with you. Sorry I had to beat you. That it, we'll just have to do it again. Yes. Come back for a rematch. All right. Well, we'll see you all, and thank you for having me on this episode. 
right, well, there you have it. Two back-to-back Beat the Geek competitions. Chris, you did pretty good in the first one, tied it up with Stephen Michael, but then you went on to, man, you kicked the hell out of Ken Mills, 10-4. Couple of good matchups, man. We had fun this week. I'm glad we got to do that. So I think we're good for this week, right? No, we're not done yet. What do you mean we're not done yet? Well, it's now your turn to be the contestant. I've got a uh, competitor on the line ready to take you on. Oh, really? Yeah. It is now time for Beat the Geek Aaron Camaro edition. Yeah, I've got a worthy competitor for you now. On the line, we have uh, our good friend Tyson Leslie. Oh, nice. Tyson, how's it going? It's going well. How are you guys? Good. So uh, I sprung this on Aaron, and we're gonna we're gonna I got some trivia questions for you. As you guys oh, know, boy. as you've heard the first two rounds. This is the show that goes to 11. There's 11 questions. Aaron is the geek now, so he will go first. I'm probably going to lose. And, uh, <laughs> nah. As, and as the go- questions go, Aaron will get a question. He will have, there will be four choices, but before I name off those choices, I will ask you, Tyson, if you think he knows it. If you think he knows it, you don't want to bet against him. It'll just be a one-point thing. If he don't think he knows it, you want to bet against him. If he gets it wrong, you get a point. However, if he gets it right and you bet against him, he gets two points. Does that make sense? <laughs> All okay. right. Sounds good. All right. So let's get into it. Aaron, first question's to you. Question one. Before forming Motley Crue, Tommy Lee had worked previously with which band? Hmm. T- Tyson, do you think he knows it? Hmm, that sounds like something. That seems like something he would know. It does seem like something I would know. All right, your choices are Room Number Nine, Sweet Nineteen, The Keyholes, or Twenty Seven Thieves. I've never heard of any of those. <laughs> I don't. I don't actually know that either. I'm gonna go <laughs> with a wild guess. It, may, it just sounds righter than the rest, I guess. I'm going to say Sweet 19. That is correct. You got it. Oh, and yeah. One point for Aaron. It just sounded like a cooler name than the other ones. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Good job. All right. So question next goes to Tyson. In which country, oh in which country was Metallica bassist Cliff Burton killed? Aaron, do you think he knows this one? Ooh. I'm going to play it safe. I think he knows it. All right, Tyson. He's not betting against you. Your choices are Norway, Sweden, Denmark, or Finland. Mm. I do know this, actually, but I just don't remember very well. Um, It's all like in the same area, too. Yeah. Um. I'm going to go, what was it again? Norway, Sweden, Denmark, or Finland? I'll go Sweden. That is correct. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right. So we're tied at I'm one. I'm glad I didn't bet against him. That was one, too. I was like, I know this, but then you read them. I was like, maybe I don't. <laughs> yeah. All right. Question goes to Aaron. Which keyboard player provided synthesizer backing on Space Oddity by David Bowie? Tyson, do you think Aaron knows this? I will, I'm going to go with oh, no on that one, man. Against. Oh, he's betting against you, Aaron. All right. Your choices are John Lord, Rick Wright, Rick Wakeman, or Don Airy. Hmm. David Bowie. 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Rick Wakeman. Wow, that is correct. Yes. Ah. Aaron with the keyboard knowledge. <laughs> nice. Uh, yes. <laughs> and Tyson bet against you, so two points uh, awarded. The score is now three to one, nice. Aaron. Balls. All right. Next question goes to Tyson. This rock legend, as a teenager, was a talented artist and would sketch car designs and send them to the Ford Motor Company. Aaron, do you think wow. Tyson knows this? I've never heard such a thing before, so I'm going to bet against him. All right, Tyson. <laughs> Your choices are Jimi Hendrix, Jeff Beck, Joe Perry, or Ted Nugent. Jeff Beck. Eh, that's incorrect. Is it Nuge? No, the answer is Jimi Hendrix. Wow. Wow. Oh, I nice. never knew that. And Aaron bet against you, so the point goes to Aaron. It's now four to one, Aaron. What a crazy question. I know. I dug hard for that <laughs> one. <laughs> All right. Question goes to Aaron. This is this is my favorite question I came up with. All right. Oh boy. In the music video for the Killer Dwarf song "We Stand Alone," singer Russ Dwarf is seen holding up this phony beverage. Tyson, do you think Aaron knows this one? Hmm. Well, he probably doesn't know it, but probably could guess it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not sure how big of a, a Dwarfs fan he is. So, But I am a good guesser. You are a good guesser so, so far. You, as It has been proven, yes. So are you betting against him or not? Uh, against, yes. Oh. You're betting against him. All right, Aaron. Wow. <laughs> your, choice, <laughs> your choices are Perfect Pop, Cuddly Cola, Super Soda, or Rockin' Root Beer. Oh, man. Kind of feel like rock and root beer might be thrown in there as a as a thing to throw me off. That seems too obvious. But sometimes the obvious answer is what it is. No, I'm going with rock and root beer. That is incorrect. Ah, the answer is cuddly cola. <laughs> cuddly cola. Yeah, that would have been my last. Cuddly guess. cola. And Tyson bet against you, so he gets a point. Now he's That's got hilarious. the lead in half. Four to two. Yay, me. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Question goes to Tyson. Many famous musicians spent some time in the L.A. area band London. Which of these musicians was not a member of London? Aaron, do you think he knows this one? Yeah, I think he knows it. All right, Tyson. Your four choices are Izzy Stradlin, oh Fred Corey, Mick Sweeta, or Tony Richards. Dang. I don't remember Mick in that whole like lineup of people, but that doesn't mean that <laughs> a lot of people have been in that band. It's ridiculous. But I don't remember Tony Richards either. The first two I know were in were in that band at some point. <clears throat> what were the choices Ooh. again? Izzy Stradlin, Fred Curry, Mick Sweeta, or Tony Richards. Uh, I'll go with Mick. Definitely that is correct. In that, but yay! Yeah, Aaron did not bet against you, but you still get a point. So now it's four to three, Aaron. We're getting close. Oh man, bringing it back! All right, Aaron. Question goes to you. Rats Reach for the Sky finished production with producer Bo Hill after the band had a falling out with this famous producer who was fired. Tyson, do you think he knows this one? 
Yeah, I'm guessing he'll probably figure this one out. All right. Aaron, your choices are Mike Stone, Desmond Child, Ron Nevison, or Keith Olsen. Hmm. I don't know this for sure. I thought I did, but I guess I don't. I was hoping the names rattle something loose. I'm going to go with Nevison. That is incorrect. Balls. The answer is Mike Stone. Ah. So, but Tyson. That one I did know. Tyson did not bet against you, so no points awarded for that one. But things can change on a dime because it's the kiss round. Double the point. Double the points. That's my best Aaron Camaro. Of course it's the kiss round. All right. (laughs) Question goes to Tyson. Here's your kiss question. Before starting kiss, Gene Simmons tried out and was rejected by this group. Aaron, do you think he knows this one? No. All right, Tyson. He's betting against you. Gene Simmons and tried out and was rejected by this group. Your choices are Poco, Mountain, Steely Dan, or Cactus. Wow. Interesting. What was the second one? Mountain. Oh, I never knew of any of this. <laughs> um, mountain and what was the last? I'm sorry. It's a, the choices are Poco, Mountain, Steely Dan, or Cactus. Hmm. I'll bet it's, it's either I'm going either Mountain or Cactus, but I got to pick one. I don't even know who the who's Poco. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Seventies band, <laughs> right? Uh, hmm. I'll go with uh, let's go with Cactus, I guess. I don't, I don't know, it's not right, but that is incorrect. <laughs> Aaron, did you bet against him? I can't remember now. I did bet against. Oh him. boy, the answer is Steely Dan. Really? No way. Yes. That's hilarious. Wow. <laughs> Gene answered a newspaper ad auditioning for guitar players, actually. He tried out for guitar for Steely Dan, and he wow. got rejected. Hilarious. That's such a weird thought. Yeah, so Aaron Gene Simmons <laughs> and Steely Dan. <laughs> yeah. So Aaron bet, a guitar player. Yeah, Aaron bet against you. That means Aaron gets two more points. Balls. Yeah. So it's six to three. And actually, well, fun fact that you may not know, do you know what famous comedian slash actor was connected to Steely Dan in the early days? Uh-uh. Chevy Chase. Mm, nice. Yeah. He worked he worked right. with, they weren't called Steely Dan at the time, but yeah, he can imagine Hey nineteen would have ended up a lot more <laughs> like Domino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, quite, all right, Aaron, it's your turn for your kiss room. Your uh, kiss room. Matt Porter makes an appearance. Your time for your kiss round question. All right. All right. Which kiss member co wrote the song Don't Leave Me Lonely for Brian Adams' Cuts Like a Knife album? Tyson, do you think Aaron knows this? I think. Yeah. You're such a good <laughs> guesser. <laughs> That's the problem. I don't know if you know it, but you could probably guess it correctly. So uh, I'm going to say yes. Your choices are Paul Stanley, Eric Carr, Vinnie Vincent, or Gene Simmons. Hmm. My first instinct would say Gene Simmons because Brian Adams had a hand in a lot of his songs. 
But Vinnie Vincent wrote a lot of songs for a lot of different people. But I don't remember ever hearing that. I don't know about Eric Carr. I don't know. I guess I'm just going to go with my first instinct and say Gene Simmons. <laughs> Damn it. That is incorrect. Dang. The answer is Eric Carr. Oh, wow. <laughs> Eric Carr wrote, co-wrote that song with Brian Adams and Jim Valance. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, Is that like the, the Brian Adams <laughs> song with best drum solo? Yeah. So no points awarded for that kiss round question. Score remains six to three. All right. All right, question. <laughs> Tyson, this will be your last question. Okay. This band appeared as a fictional rock band in the Tom Hanks movie The Money Pit. Aaron, do you think he knows this? Hmm. I'm going to bet against him. Okay. All right, Tyson. Huh? Your choices are White Tiger, Zebra, White Lion, or L.A. Guns. <laughs> Read those back again. White Tiger, Zebra, White Lion, or L.A. Guns. But they were a fictional band, not under their... No, they weren't, they weren't called their real band name in the movie. I want to say, I kind of remember that in a way. Hmm. I'm going to go with White Lion. That is correct. Oh, wow. I would have got that wrong, too. And you did you bet against him? I did bet against him. All right. All right. Two points goes to Tyson. It's now six to five. So we got a close game here going into the last question. So he's got six and I got five? No, you have six and he has five. Okay. All right. Okay. So it really does come down to this. It does. All right, Aaron. Last question. (laughs) The American director Rob Reiner went to see this band in concert as part of his preparation for making the film This Is Spinal Tap. Tyson, you might as well just go ahead and bet against them so you have a shot here. Sure, yeah. Your choices are Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, or Motley Crue. Oh, man. Making the movie Spinal Tap. You're going to go see somebody. Um, I know the Stonehenge thing comes from a Sabbath story. Like, I don't think it's crew. I think it's one of the other ones. It seems like it would be more of a fit, would have been more inspirational to that movie. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. I'm going to say, that's just a guess. I'm going to say Iron Maiden. That is incorrect. Oh, hooray. It was actually Judas Priest. <laughs> Yeah, dang. I knew it would have been one of them. And point goes to Tyson for betting against you, so we have ended in a tie, 6-6. Six to six. Nice. Nice. <clears throat> so we had, I'll take a tie. Yeah, each of us got a tie, and then I won a game. So, yeah, pretty interesting uh, three rounds of Beat the Geek tonight. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> Good battle, Tyson. Yeah. Came right down Better to Better than it. I thought I was going to be, honestly. So. Well, that just means you got to come back and face me again sometime in a tiebreaker. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm down with that. <laughs> Don't sound so enthusiastic about it. I'm down with that. <laughs> okay. Well, you got to show up at Rockin' Pod and bring your whole rare with you and make everybody have an awesome time and make it one of the most memorable things about the whole weekend. I am planning to do exactly that, yes. Okay, good. It, yeah, we're all excited. We got ticket. We got tickets put on sale this week, so go to the Rockin' Pod pre-party at Mercy Lounge and... Uh, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a uh, rare hair set during that show, yeah, yes. for sure. Yeah, I've got to figure out how to make it not as long as my usual shows. <laughs> I'm like... Yeah, I know. Yeah. We're all we're cramming everything in one night. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, but it, it'll but, be uh, good times. But, 
Yeah. But yeah, pl- uh, pl- plug anything you want to plug before you get off with us here. Well, you know, you mentioned Rare Hair. We're doing actually three of them this year. We're going to do one in May on the 17th at the Basement East. Uh, it's a very, very scaled down version of it. We're only allowed 20 performers and 130 capacity as far as uh, attendees go. And so uh, we're going to do that one to kind of just, I don't know, wet the beaks of everybody and let, let people know that we're kind of getting back into the swing of things. And then, obviously, we have the show with you guys coming up in August, and then we're going to do the one that we were supposed to do last year that got canceled um, in December, also back at the basement. East. We just don't have a date for that right now. And aside from that, I'm just uh, awesome. you know plugging away on Twitch. I, I uh, on Twitch.tv slash Tyson Leslie Music. That's where I uh, I've been making a living there for the last year playing. You know on the internet to uh, invisible humans all around the world, which has been a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I, yeah. I'm a subscriber. And, um, and then on Sunday nights, we've been doing live podcasts with different uh, like rock and metal guests, which has been really cool. So awesome. we had Charlie Benante from Anthrax uh, and Carla Harvey from Butcher Babies last Sunday. And then the week before that, we had Todd LaTorre from Queensryche. And, and it just the list goes on and on. We got a, some great guests coming up in April and May and... So it's coming along slowly. It's just something that I always wanted to do. And because of all the things that are going on, I, I finally was allowed the time you know, for myself to do it. And uh, it really started out as a way because I would go in and do these Sunday night shows half, having done gigs and uh, live shows and my voice was completely sh- shredded. And I was like, man, how am I going to do a show on Sunday nights? <laughs> <laughs> and so I figured, well, shit, let's do something like Let's do uh, let's do the podcast. That way, I don't have to sing, and that worked out pretty good. So that's what I've been doing. <clears throat> that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So everybody, and, um, check out Tyson doing his thing. You can catch him on there. Uh, what's your schedule for uh, for all that? When is when does it come out? When people can see it? Um, well, we do the we do the Sunday nights at eight p.m. Central Time for the uh, uh, for the podcast, and then it's just called Let's Talk with Tyson Leslie. And then Mondays and Wednesday nights, um, I just go on and just do my normal show. Or sorry, not Mondays, Wednesday and Friday nights uh, at eight o'clock. I just do my normal show where I'm performing requests, and and those requests can be anything from Weird Al to Christopher Cross to you know Slayer to Motley Crue. It's it's all over the place. It's just whatever people ask for. See, there you go. Get on there and see if you can stump Tyson or get to play one of your favorite songs that nobody else knows. He can do it. <laughs> I do know a lot of songs. There's about thirty-two to thirty-five hundred songs in my song list. Nice. So. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we know you got to get off to your to your Twitch stream right now, actually. So thanks for coming on yeah. and taking the time, man. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. It's always fun to talk to you guys. Good battle, man. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 